0: This is episode 501 of the Eventing Radio Show, brought to you by Eventing Riders Association of North America. We would like to thank our title sponsor, Bit of Britain. Find everything you need for eventing at bitofbritain.com. I am Liz Halliday-Sharp, and I'm coming to you this week from Gavilan Farm in North Carolina. Coming up on the show, we speak to the recent winner of the Carolina CIC 3-star, Doug Payne. And following the very tragic loss of Mike Tucker, who will always be known as the voice of eventing, we will revisit an interview that we did with him in May of 2017, shortly after his retirement from commentating at badminton.
1: And I'm Paul Tapner, coming to you this week from the very wet and rainy United Kingdom. Liz, I think it's been equally as uh, horrendous weather over with you for the, the most recent Carolina international event that you went to. Uh, you're telling me that you, you, had, you suffered some uh, cold and wet conditions there.
0: Oh, it was so cold, Tappers. We were a little bit grumpy. It was actually snowing when we arrived on Wednesday, just lightly <laughs> snowing, but it was grim. Like, I was thinking of all of you in the UK that you were all probably rubbing your hands together and laughing at us.
1: Oh, yeah. But, um, Loving it. yeah. Um, I'm quite happy to share the misery of the weather of this time of year because uh, this is the worst time of year for eventing in the UK. Oh, we're gosh. all trying to get out venting and we're all getting cancelled
0: exactly i was not seeing that oh my gosh and the snow but i mean it was even worse because i couldn't even hide out in the trailer and try and stay warm because i had six horses competing in all different levels so i had to sort of try riding <laughs> riding <laughs> and course walking i was basically doing all the time um so, so it yeah it was six very... horses six horses in the trailer
1: tell us how many horses, which grades two in the three sir.
0: I had two in the three stars. Finished second and fourth, uh, which was Fernhill by night, and second and De Niro Z was finished in fourth, which was really second great. Second and fourth. You're just being greedy. That's very impressive, this Well well, well, and I, I sort of hoped that I could have. Uh, well, I actually think I could have gone pretty quick on De Niro, but um, he actually left a leg into the big water. And he hit me in the face. I stayed on, jumped the corner three strides later, and then the Tricaner on the hill. But he hit me so hard in the face, I actually saw double for about four fences after that. Oh, so see, that's I, where
1: he didn't actually oh. hit you hard enough. You needed to see triple, and then you just know to well, aim for the middle fence. But when you see double, oh,
0: and, you get, there and you're going that's left or right.
1: Yeah, you see, now I've, I've experienced this plenty of times before when you when you get a smash in the face and you're a bit, it's just, a, you know, Seeing double or seeing triple. Seeing triple is so much easier than seeing double. Yeah. yeah Makes so sense. That, that obviously slowed you down because you had to well, decide left I or did, right fence yeah. to aim at. That's I definitely terrible.
0: took my foot off the accelerator a little bit because I wanted to give him a careful ride to a few fences <laughs> till my vision came back, which is annoying. But, but whatever. The horse was brilliant. Both horses were super. And then I had uh, two horses in the CIC One Star, um, one who I ride for um, a woman who rides for Team Barbados, And I gave him a little whiz round, and he finished fourth out of like 80 horses, which was great. Really great for Little Vegas and a racehorse that I ride for Anna Kellstrom, Run Marvin Run, who also did well in the one star. What's the. And I was second in the intermediate. Run Run, Marvin Run. (laughs) Run Marvin Run. And guess what his stable name is? No,
1: no, no, no. I want to know whether that was his racehorse name that you just acquired or whether that was was your. Uh yeah, okay. It was. <laughs> so uh, some... But
0: his barn name is Forest. How good is that? Well, of
1: course, yes. It has to be done. <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> so,
0: um, and then finally, my I had a, a little racehorse that I got in November that did his first uh, training level event, which was pretty cool, called Mister. He is for sale, and he is super cool. So hopefully, and then my hopefully Leon two-star horse, hopefully, who's already qualified, Cooley Quicksilver finished second in the Open Intermediate. So yeah. It was sort of a, a lot yeah. of course walking and busyness and all that. And um, I have to give my groom Gemma some props because poor Gemma was leading De Niro Z and a quad bike went right up behind him and he reared up and struck her in the face like the morning of the three-star cross country day, which was our busiest day because we had so much going on. And she had to go to hospital and the poor thing and... Yeah, it was a whole team effort. We had everybody joined in together to make sure the day worked and the you know that she could recover. It, so, and um, hang on
1: a minute, hang on. It was a it was a team effort because she wasn't on good form. So she's normally the team. So everybody yes. else had to step in to do all of her work.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Poor, poor Gemma ended up watching the live stream cross country of her horses from the hospital, along with my husband Al, who drove her. <laughs> and then you know my I had. Dressage coach James Burtwell was just there, and he had to become a groom, take studs out. (laughs) Stephanie Simpson worked hard. Yeah, everybody did. We had a a full – it takes a village, as they say. So just saying props to everyone.
1: It it obviously worked, and uh, I'd have to say I did – Keep up with all of this because we always talk to our guests, and we always say, "Right, sell yourself on social media." How how can we follow your progress? I followed your progress, um, Liz, and I did see oh. that your that Gemma went, you know, had a smashed up face. Poor girl. Um, and I did see that you uh, uh, had a very sticky moment in the water. Like, and I didn't oh obviously my. know the didn't obviously know the details of your double vision and a, a little bit slowing down and 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 costing you some time there. But um, it was a spectacular recovery from the photos I've seen online
0: yeah it was i still don't even know how within three strides i was back in the tack to jump that corner and the horse was just incredible i will say you know that is the sign of a really good event horse when that happens and their their line never wavers like he knew he was supposed to jump that corner and he just pulled himself together and jumped it like it's pretty cool but um it was a tough question look it caused a lot of trouble and a lot of horses left legs there i think really, because the corner complex was so close to the log in. I think the horses were thinking about yeah, that before exactly. they finished lo- the
1: log. They're looking at the, the, the jump in the water, and then they forget to jump the, the log exactly. into the water. Yeah, it for did, sure. It so. did
0: happen a, a lot. And to poor Kim Saverson, who was, of course, in the lead, she had the same, and she wasn't quite as lucky as me. So uh, we're just glad that her and her horses, are, and that they're both okay. Uh, but, that's, but yeah, uh, so...
1: Is, that's exactly what we always talk about when you when you're talking about event riding and eventers and event horses and good good relationships it's all about Building a relationship with your horse, so it's it's not just luck that your horse knew to jump that fence in the water um, when you were doing all that you could just to stay on. Um, you know, it's good training on your behalf, and it's it's a it's a good partnership, isn't it? That's what eventing is all about. Whereby sometimes the horse helps the rider out, sometimes the rider helps the horse out, and that's what it that's what it is. You know, you, and it's not that anybody's. You know, sometimes a horse makes mistakes, sometimes the rider makes mistakes, but in this instance, um, regardless of of why or who what the mistake was, you both recovered and um, you worked as a team to to get away without any penalty. And uh, I encourage everybody to have a look at, is, is there a video, presumably, we can watch again on the live stream? I mean, the, the uh, yeah, still shots actually. I've seen look spectacular.
0: Yeah, if you become, you have to become a, a bit of a member on this EQ Sportnet, but you could go back and watch it. I was in the fifth segment of the cross country and it is pretty is pretty nuts. I've seen it. I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> I don't know how. I think he just pulled his his front end up enough that he vaulted me back into the tack <laughs> or something. But yes, I, I have to say, you know, it's, it, I totally agree with you and I have the most wonderful partnership with De Niro Z. I've been with him or he's been with me since the very beginning of his career. Um, And it's, it does make all the difference, you know, when they trust you and you know each other, it's like what, you know, what we'll, what we hear from so many people it's it's that partnership from the beginning and that's what makes a great event horse so looking forward to going to the WEG test event next week with both of them I can't wait
1: indeed so um we've talked much about De Niro Z and that fantastic partnership but it's not just him you had Fern Hill by night and you were the runner-up you were the second place getter in the CIC three-star fantastic well
0: done Liz Oh thank you. Blackie was such a good boy. Um he's always been notoriously, you know, he's not the most blood horse, but I'll tell you what, he really galloped and he he gave me the most fantastic round. And I, he's been a horse that we've had for a while and he does take a little bit of looking after. You know, I do have to to make sure that he stays in his happy place on cross country. But um I think I think this is going to be his year. I said that to Eventing Nation. I think he's 15 this year, and I think this is his year. You know, he's been really on form. He won the Pine Top Advanced, and then he finished second here in the three-star. And, uh, you know, I'm just thrilled with him because he's, he's a great horse, and now, I think we've got him in his in his happy comfort place, and he's feeling like a rock star. So, um, yeah, just looking forward to doing some ERMs with him later in the year. Oh, I that sounds wait.
1: good. Yes, indeed. And with that 27 dressage second place, that's pretty competitive. But my goodness, the, the leader, Kim Severson, um, a 20.8 in the dressage. That's just rude.
0: Yeah, it's that's nuts. And I, I, I did see some of the tests, and I, I would be very interested to see the scoring because she must have had – a lot of nines for the trot work because I remember seeing she had one missed change as well. And one of the turn on the haunches wasn't that good. And she still got that score. So imagine how fantastic the scores must've been for the trot work. He is a beautiful horse and she does ride him very, very well. Um, and I think I, I just feel sad for Kim that it didn't come out for the finish she'd hoped for. Cause I think by all accounts, she deserved to win that, but the deserved wow. winner is someone we'll speak to later. Um, One person made the time at Carolina, and that man is coming up very soon, just after these words from our sponsors.
1: Hi, Glenn the Geek here, and I am here with Cassie from Bitter Britain with the eventing product of the week. What do we have this week, Cassie?
2: Well, Glenn, today we're talking about the Dermafoss uh, Veterinary Wound Cream Spray and Shampoo that's a new product line here at Bitter Britain, and it was originally designed and patented to treat uh, wounds and dry skin in dogs, cats, and horses. The, uh, the Dermafoss products use a proven amino acid vitamin complex formula that can be used to treat any number of skin issues in horses, uh, such as cuts, abrasions, burns, ear plaque, and summer itch. The amino acid complex in the Dermafast formula soothes and aids uh, the natural regeneration of skin. And uh, I personally have issues with my horse and cracked heels. And uh, I had tried out Dermafoss, uh, the wound cream, and it works great to uh, help keep this condition under control. So it definitely um, does the job. Okay. And uh, the uh, Dermafoss veterinary wound spray... Wound spray is a solution for uh, those hard-to-reach places or those places that uh, your horse uh, doesn't really want you to touch. <laughs>
1: so well, and I know that the medicated shampoo is also good for something that uh, we have a problem here in Florida right now is too much rain, and uh, you're talking rain rot, and I know that uh, the medicated shampoo is also good for rain rot. So
2: Yes, definitely. Um, it can be used to uh, uh, clean an affected area or as an all-over body wash to uh, relieve skin conditions, like you said, uh, for uh, rain rot or any... Uh, any sort of dry irritated skin so for sure it's so uh, good for that.
1: And what you need to do is go to bitofbritain.com and search for Derma Foss. that's D E R M A F A S D E R M A F A S and you'll find their complete line of products at bitofbritain.com. Joining us now on the Eventing Radio Show is a man who is no stranger to the Eventing Radio Show. He's no stranger to anybody on the American eventing circuit, and indeed, probably worldwide. He's getting more and more famous. The more CIC three stars he wins, he's just come off the back of a win at Carolina International. It's Doug Payne. Doug, welcome to the Eventing Radio Show.
3: Well, that's that's one hell of an introduction. That's going to cost me a fair bit of money, I believe. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well uh you know i i'm australian so i, I get paid in yeah. beer. <laughs> <laughs> doug have you had, had a few beers speaking of which uh in celebration uh, of your win
3: yeah we, we've we've had a few we've had a few we um didn't have a whole lot of time to, to celebrate uh ended up teaching a clinic up in virginia yesterday and then we're uh we're showing here at tryon the host site of the wags um today so uh just just wrapped up with the welcome class we got a three grand prix horses here and um we're uh, we're kicking on.
1: So uh, yeah, indeed, it sounds like you're uh, living the uh, the hectic lifestyle of a true international event rider, traveling uh, around, jamming some teaching in between your uh, competing. So uh, we've we've got you on the show because, as I said in the intro, you've just won uh, the the main class, the CIC three star at Carolina. Now uh, tell tell our listeners which horse did you have there?
3: Yeah, we had uh, we had three in the three star. Actually, we had a horse called Van Diver that ended up uh getting the win um a horse called getaway that uh, was only a second advance, and actually another one flagman mischief also her second advance um and uh getaway finished up in eighth and missy i just completely killed my streak i was almost at two years without a cross-country penalty and i turned the wrong way in the water on the long route and got myself a 20 so that was pretty frustrating a technical uh, 20 oh so frustrating! Ah oh,
1: no, so that's, it's not even a real twenty. Thing. It just doesn't
3: count. Stepping, it doesn't count. Like eat at you though, you know that's that's brutal, brutal. But anyway, so three <laughs> horses in the three star. I had one in the two star and one in the prelim. So uh, we had we had five there. Uh, but yeah, the the top horse, um, Van Diver. We call him Quinn at at, uh, at home. Owned with uh, jointly with us and Debbie Crowley who bred him. It's just a pretty special, uh, pretty special story. But he's got a hell of a lot of heart, and you know he's he's a he's a trier and wouldn't want to go out and cross country and anything else had I, you know, been given the choice. He's pretty spectacular. You roughly point him in the right direction and he's, he locks on and he's good.
0: And uh, Doug, let's just talk a little bit about Carolina. You know, it's a popular event; loads of riders go. There were a lot of people in the three star. It was a busy class, um, and it's always very competitive there. But especially now with this new scoring system that we have, where we've eliminated the one point five multiplier, do you think that really helped you? Because it definitely made the show jumping in the cross country just that little bit more yeah. influential, didn't it?
3: It's pretty interesting. I, I don't. I mean, certainly that doesn't didn't hurt. Um, the you know, it, it you you instantly felt the additional significance given to the jumping phases because uh, you know if you had one rail in the show jumping, I mean, it dropped you down quite a bit. I mean, you were you may have been in the running. I think that getaway horse he was fifth after dressage or sixth or something like that. He was in the in the in the mix, and one rail he was way out of it. He was in eighteenth or twentieth or something, and then uh, jumped around clear and back up to eighth. Um, I, I really think it's uh, a great change because in the the heart of eventing, I think is should be the jumping phases personally. And, uh, you know, I think that was, at least that was my perception. I don't know about yours, but certainly uh, a lot of people are thinking a bit more about their, their jumping because it, it meant a lot.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, uh, I mean, obviously dressage is usually one of my better phases, but I still think that this is what our sport is about. It's about all three phases. Um, I think that, it should matter and you should have to fight for it on cross country. And I I like the change personally. Um, and then Carolina itself is, is always a tough, it's tough event to make the time. I mean, that's always been very influential this year. The course was in reverse. Um, I felt the course was strong enough, but rode well, if you really went in and attacked it. Um, but the time was, was pretty tough and you were the only one to make the time you finished on the optimum time, if I'm correct um you know i i definitely wasn't going slow on my horses but i i would say i i don't think i could have made the time on my horse that that finished just behind you just for the type of horse he is and i know that you've worked really hard on your adjustability and i think quinn himself he's he's quite a cool little cross-country tool isn't he like he really is careful you can just gallop him down and turn him can't you
3: and you know it's um it's one of the things you're in general, with horses that we've got, I, I generally get them or start them myself as you know, three, coming four-year-olds, and um, and go from there. And you know each other extremely well. This was a unique, more unique situation in that uh, he came to me had had done um, a fair number of events when he arrived, and getting to know him obviously took a little bit of time. And also with the you know qualifications as they are, you've got to be quite conservative initially, and. You know, as we get to know each other better and better, you you begin to trust each other, and I think as that happens, you know, it, it everything just gets a whole lot easier because um, you you know what each other's thinking. And uh, he's brave as anything, and super adjustable, and frankly, you can you can put, kind of play chicken with it, sort of trying to figure out how how late you need to be able to actually touch your reins, and if, if maybe potentially you can do it just with uh, a shift of your weight or something. But he's he's quite catty and and careful, and you know, quick thinking in that regard. So makes a job of riding. You know, just a pleasure, really.
1: Yeah, but it's certainly, uh, like you say, it's 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 that trust factor and and knowing each other, not just you knowing the horse, but the horse knowing you, uh, that enables you to uh, to go so quick and uh, you know be be trusting of of it all. So you were the yeah. only one to finish on your dressage score, and it wasn't yeah. Uh, yeah. it was a, a a big field, you know. There was over fifty yeah, starters. Yeah, yeah no so it
3: was a big was... field, and uh, we're actually on the. The committee, that the organizing committee that runs the event, and you know, it's one of these things. I know I can speak on behalf of them. Um, you know, very very happy, but every year they're looking to continue to improve. And I know there's uh, some aspects. Potentially, there's a couple spots that were a little bit twisty and turny, and some spots that the ground still could use improving. And um, the committee is uh, actively working. And I think that's really what makes it such a great event: is that you're nothing's ever stagnant, and nobody's ever going to be happy with exactly how it was. And they're always going to be looking to make it better and better still. But um, I would say on the spring calendar, it's it's absolutely a highlight, and uh, look forward to every year returning. And Ian, Ian uh, certainly built a track that makes you have to attack it and and really go at it to 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 go well. If you get a little passive, I think it can eat you up pretty quick. Um, but that, that's how cross country should be, I think.
1: Well, exactly, and 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 uh, he is renowned for uh, that type of cross-country course, and it's it's glad that uh, I think there's two uh, people that we're going to interview about the, uh, North, the the Carolina event. Uh, they're both on the line at the moment, who would both say that it was a a tough cross-country course, but a good cross-country course. So uh, uh, there's you'd, you'd second those uh, sen- sentiment uh, sentiments about the cross-country
0: course. <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> no, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, exactly. absolutely. I mean, look, Carolina is sort of the highlight of my spring when we're over here. Um, I think it's it's always a tough competition and it's a real three-star. You know, it's it's big and up to height and you really have to go after it, like Doug said, if you want to get near the time, um, which is, you know, I like that kind of riding. I think it's how our courses should be, you know, that you have to be bold and positive and make real decisions about how you're going to ride each question um i think the ground was was a lot better this year i think everybody works so hard at the carolina international to do a great job and you know they really try and look after the riders which i really appreciate you know they offer good prize money and good prizes in general and there's a great party on the Saturday night so the owners have a great time um, and they feel like they're a part of it and all these things are important in our sport we need to make sure that the spectators are enjoying it the owners are enjoying it that everybody's a part of it even on a blustery cold day like we had each day but um yeah it's it's i think the event will keep getting better and better i would encourage anyone to go and um but you know watch it on the live stream as well eq sportnet it's it's a fantastic opportunity
1: and uh, so not just about having all of that fun and, and enjoying all of that, but, you know, a little matter of the sporting, uh, you know, we're, we are all professional sports people here. So uh, I've just been, uh, you know, thinking about Doug going there with three horses in that team of, you know, 50 odd starters. So Doug, did you want to win? Did you need to go there meaning to win and, uh, you know, beat poor old Liz here uh, into second place? <laughs> Yeah,
3: beat poor Liz. Well, that, that that always makes a good day. She's a good competitor. Uh, yeah, no, I I really don't like losing, and you know it's funny. Uh, Eric Devandor now our our coach this year, he's been a tremendous help this spring, and you know he said uh, as far as wag selection, he's like, you know, it'd be really great if you could just win one of these. You know, basically here or, or the fork that'll happen uh, next week, and certainly was going to go out and give it a shot. And I've I've been trying to just like I said on the cross country, trying to be smooth and efficient and basically waste as little time as possible and uh yeah i was going to give it a go for sure and
1: so was, to team orders so and
3: uh away you went just just like that just no eric was, said go no and win was, so you no, went and won we can, hopefully we can replicate that a few more times and uh, we'd be in great shape <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i think there's a, a few steady. people
0: out there they're thinking the same
4: yeah,
3: there's, there's <laughs> would like to, uh, to, to take that for sure but uh, i think that in the end right i mean i think uh, Rising tides, uh, you know, raises all the shifts here. So I think you, you know, having stiff competition is, is, is great. Actually, it's, uh, for
0: sure. you know, for sure. we're,
3: we're not all out there. You know, it's not as if just one person's killing it. You know, you're, you've got, you've got people always, always fighting for it. And I think that uh, really helps everybody in the end. And with the three
1: horses you've got going there, was it you know there was like you you talked through at the beginning there was a bit of a shuffle around in the order, and uh, certainly although you were the the clear winner by the own being the only rider to finish on your dressage score, back in twelfth place after dressage on the horse that won, but like you were saying you were you were very well positioned on your other horses after dressage up yeah. in fifth place with the getaway and the yeah, like and.
3: Know. For sure, that, that that getaway horse. He's um, he's one that's just coming up through the rag, ranks. He did two two stars last year, uh, owned by Lisa and Bob Wall. And this horse, actually, we initially bought for um, their, their daughter Olivia, and, and she actually did her first one star at Carolina, so that was pretty exciting. And um, he's turned out to be far better than we ever expected. And this being his second advance, uh, didn't necessarily want to go out and win. Obviously, wanted to do it as, as well as he could. Um, but I was I was. Very, very surprised. He he just continues to get better. Um, we came off the two star CCI at the Jockey Club, which is down in Ocala last saw uh, last fall, and I think he's come back this spring far stronger and more mature. And that is horse that is a he'll be a serious competitor in the future for sure. He's he's 11, but he's he really was a bit got a little bit of a late start, and um you know did one one year of intermediate last year, and like I said, this is his second advance. So. His future is uh, very bright. He's an incredible talent, and um, I cannot wait to see what happens. And then the other segment, um, mischief. Actually, is the horse that is uh, she is for sale. Would be a young rider's dream horse. Uh, she'd be she's a, just really spectacular. Had I not turned the the wrong way, we would have uh, probably had a much different story. But um, yeah, I, I couldn't have been I couldn't have been happier with with all of them for sure.
0: And so, what is going to be the ultimate plan this spring, Doug? I'm sure you're aiming up for a CCI four star, possibly Kentucky.
3: Yeah, Quinn's going to go to Kentucky, um, so hopefully that's all good. And then uh, that getaway, will go to probably go to Jersey three star. And um, in the fall, I don't know where he'd be headed. Uh, we've got actually one that was in the two star. It was his second intermediate. Uh, he jumps around great, and we're uh, he's now qualified for Leon. So. I think, I don't know, I have to really go back and, and check. He was sixth in the five-year-old finals. And I don't think any of the horses that placed above him are still in the mix. So.
0: Oh, right, of course.
3: Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> I, I'm hoping we can get a trip over to France for that as well. well I'm, I'm hoping to go
0: there myself. So that could be a bit of fun when I have a yeah, few Americans all at once. Me too.
1: <laughs> I'm I, I, Well, I'm going there with my seven-year-old. What, your horse is seven, you said, the oh, two-star?
3: Game, game on. Game
1: on. Oh, mate. No, 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 no. You see, game on. <laughs> well, I'm
3: thinking, going uh, with my
0: seven-year-old too, so then. No, well, okay. <laughs> here we there. go.
1: All three of us. <laughs> right. Okay, boys and girls. Uh, uh, I'm going to uh, say that, uh, you know, I might be retired. I might only, might only ride two horses these days, but I am going to win two-star, Lily, on seven-year-old championships.
3: Wow. It, it'll, be a, it'll be a great competition. Just putting,
1: putting it out there.
0: Just put it out there. It's a bold yeah, exactly. statement, So I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: that's it. That's it. No, I, it's mine. I'm having it. I'm not coming. I am not coming second again. That's all there is to it.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, well, Doug, uh, I, um, I, I that sounds...
3: A, I heard that's a great competition, though. I've, oh, like, it's amazing. I've never been in... We, uh, we're, we're lucky enough here that um, Paul camp and Turner Grant uh, gives the I think it's the highest placed five-year-old in the five-year-old young event horse here.
0: That's right, When yeah. they're
3: seven, if they're still in the mix, uh, there's a, a travel grant. And this one was domestically bred. I think the domestic bred horses get, I don't know if it's 15 or 20,000. I can't quite remember. But uh, should should almost near enough cover his, his trip back and forth. So that would be uh, very, very exciting. Very generous.
0: It's pretty cool. You'd enjoy yeah. it. Might be a, a great goal for the end of the year, wouldn't it?
3: Most yeah, definitely, no, for I sure. And, and uh, I, the only problem... So I'm going to arrive there and I think I've got a couple outstanding tickets from our last time in France. So <laughs> our, our immigration situation might be a little tricky.
0: Uh, so, was that from Samir a few years ago?
3: Yeah. From Samira. Well, I want <laughs> speeding, which fair enough. And then I got the other, we were on the toll route and got off to at the exit. And it's like <laughs> a easy pass only situation. Like there's no people there and I speak no French and, uh, so I'm talking to the little box, basically, and I can never hear, understand them when they're in English. And so about 10 minutes in, I just blew past it and <laughs> pretty sure I've got an outstanding ticket waiting for me.
2: Yeah, it's could be name. a pretty,
0: pretty cool yeah. experience at the border then. Yeah, exactly. You get <laughs> yeah. arrested
3: at the border. It'd be great. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, thank you very much, Doug, for being on the show. And congratulations again. And, um, you know, we wish you lots of luck at Rolex. Um, well, was Rolex, sorry. The con- the Land yeah, Rover Rolex, Kentucky yes. Land CCI Rover. 4 Star. There we go. Yeah, you Got you, you it right.
4: you
0: be there, right? <laughs> uh, so I'm doing be the be test there, ride. Though. Yeah, I'm doing the oh, test right, ride no, at no, Kentucky. No. I'm not competing in it, but I am doing the test ride. And, I, and I'll be at Tryon next week for the WEG test event, which I'm very excited about.
3: Right. So, yeah, when, lots when of- do you get in for that?
0: uh we are coming on tuesday morning i think early or monday evening
3: yeah they are doing four. a tremendous amount of work we, we came in yesterday and uh, the main stadium there there's a three-story steel building going up between the stadium and the grass derby field oh my there. gosh and, um they had all of the cross-country jumps we're in we're in the first aisle and aisles like two through eight were covered in cross-country jumps and all it's pretty exciting the, the, the entire web cross-country was sitting in uh, sitting next to us in the parking lot this morning oh my gosh that's pretty so awesome it'll be, it'll be very very exciting now
0: uh, i can't wait we're super excited to be there and just great opportunity um to check it all out so um, we look forward to seeing you there and thank sure. you again for you being again. on the show
3: no worries i appreciate uh, the invitation.
0: Greatness never ages, so help your senior horses live their best lives with Purina Equine Senior Horse Feed. It has ActiveAge, a proprietary prebiotic proven through years of research to support a senior horse's aging immune system. To learn more, visit PurinaMills.com ActiveAge.
1: On Wednesday, the 28th of March uh, 2018, this week, we uh, in the UK were awakened to some very sad news that a legendary British commentator, Mike Tucker, uh, passed away at the age of 73. Now, uh, Liz and I were very lucky uh, in May of last year to speak with Mike and interview Mike, uh, having just announced his retirement from top level uh, commentating and indeed commentating for the BBC, uh, which he certainly... Uh, had done so for more than 40 years. Uh, Mike was a a, a fantastic gentleman. He was an event rider, a very successful event rider. He'd ridden around badminton. Uh, He was a very, very happy face and a very well-known face. Uh, Not only his voice, but in in fact, you know, spending so much time on the eventing circuit. Uh, He'd commentate at the local tiniest little um, pony club show right up to the Olympics and the World Championships. Uh, he, he just had a real passion for the sport and certainly held many different positions in the sport. It wasn't just uh, his role as a commentator, but he was hugely involved uh, over the many years of, of you know his whole life uh, of the sport of eventing and, and equestrianism uh, overall. So it seemed only fitting that, given that uh, Liz and I had had the opportunity to speak with Mike straight after his retirement, back in uh, May 2017, straight after badminton last year, that we would choose to replay that interview. So uh, here it is, uh, our interview with Mike. And, uh, of course, we wish all of the condolences to his family in the UK. Joining us now on the Eventing Radio Show is a voice that should be instantly recognisable to anybody that has ever watched or attended an equestrian event probably anywhere in the world. It is... Mr. Mike Tucker. Welcome to the Eventing
4: Radio Show, Mike. Paul, uh, thank you. Very good evening to all of you.
1: Now, Mike, uh, we've got you on the show because uh, there's a couple of reasons. I think, firstly, you're probably as excited as Liz and I are at the the form, or the result, I should say, of last weekend at badminton. I mean, that was some, some win for Andrew Nicholson.
4: Absolutely. It couldn't be more deserved. He's been so close in the past. He, you know, he's put himself through uh, hell. He, he's such a character. I couldn't couldn't be more thrilled that you know he's done it at last. Really, w- w- tremendous!
1: And uh, I know you take great pride in, uh, in in achieving certain milestones in your commentating career. And you, and you, you say you like to to call an Olympic gold or for, for GB, and you know, a, obviously, a patriotic person and all that sort of thing. So, I know calling it. The, the gold uh, for, for, for Nick Skelton and, and for others uh, are certainly milestones or very memorable parts in your career. Um, so, um, you know, would that be one of these or, or, or talk to us about that sort of aspect? Uh,
4: without a doubt. I mean, uh, as you, it's probably fairly well documented, but I've always wanted to call an Olympic gold. And uh although uh, Leslie Law won individual gold uh, in Athens. That was, of course, after the Court of Arbitration had uh, decided that, uh, sadly, Bettina was uh, eliminated and Leslie got the gold, so I didn't call that. That was um, sort of several days later. It wasn't until London until uh, I actually I was able to achieve what was an ambition, and uh, it was even more special to do it again. I think one of the most memorable uh, bits of my broadcasting career actually when Nick won with Big Star in Rio it was a fantastic performance not only of riding but of also horse management because as we all know, you know horses that really test you in that one day they're fine next day they're not and, and Nick had been all through that as well as his own body breaking virtually every bone in the body including his neck uh, so it really was something very special and that was to me probably the high spot of my broadcasting career really Indeed, and uh, your
1: broadcasting career has been, as I mentioned at the intro, very, very long, very, very worldwide, uh, and 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 very illustrious in itself, with with many Olympics and World Games and Kentuckys and badminton's and pretty much everything for the BBC, uh, which again sort of brings us on to the the next reason why you're uh, on that we had you on the show tonight, uh, because I believe you might be uh, stepping down from your BBC duties.
4: Yep, yep, yep. Actually. Uh, uh, already have. Uh, BBC uh, at, at Badminton was my last. Um, I actually made the decision at the end of the year, talked to BBC, the end of last year that was, talked to BBC and said that, you know, was it possible that if I was able to do my last one at Babington, Because Badminton is uh, very much my home area. It's an estate which my family have been involved in. My mum was born there. My grandfather farmed there for, I think, probably 40 years, actually, if not more. So um, a huge lot of memories for badminton. And that's why, um, you know, I'd always said that when I stepped down, I hoped it would be badminton. And the BBC agreed to that, which was great.
0: Well, that's really, I mean, it must be a hugely emotional feeling for you, where you must have been thinking about that all the way through badminton. And, and I, I sort of, I, I like to think of you, Mike, as the same as like Murray Walker, who was so fundamental to F1. And and I, I actually had dinner with Murray Walker years ago, and he was the most intriguing person. And it was sort of odd to feel him step down from it. It must feel that same way to you, like you're, you're leaving a piece of, so many years of your life behind. I mean, does it feel that way or do you have lots of other plans to continue doing commentary outside of the BBC?
4: Um, yes, you're right. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, not without it, its its moments of, of uh, um, not regret, but sort of, you know, okay, that's sort of that door closed. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, there are uh, quite a number of other things around the corner. I'm very much back involved in my farm at home. I'm trying to get, Uh, a Wagyu uh, herd going uh, and and that is taking out quite a lot of time. And I do intend to keep uh, commentating at the shows and events that are around the country. I want to keep in contact with my mates because over the years, you know, one's made up uh, so many friends and um, I want to keep that going. I I don't want to leave that yet.
0: And um, just for some of our listeners, we've got a lot of listeners in the USA and Canada and England and all over tell our listeners how many years you have been involved in this sport with the BBC. I mean, it's been so many years and so many fantastic results you've witnessed and and historical results like we've just seen at badminton.
4: Yeah, no, you're right. Um, It's four years since I started commentating with the Beeb. I started commentating a bit before that, actually, (laughs) Um, in 1969, in terms of doing events and things. And um, it was uh, as a result sort of going to Mexico as a groom with the British eventing team, um, that I met uh, Raymond Brooks-Ward and, and, and Dorian Williams, the then voices of equestrian sport, and uh, asked them you know, how you could get involved, what happened, and Raymond said, OK, I, I, I'll help, and, and did, and um, you know, he set me on my way, which was tremendous.
1: Well, he set you on your way, but I think you also, uh, with that uh, grooming trip uh, uh, to, to the Olympics, you might have also uh, set yourself on a bit of a riding career as well, Mike. And uh, you, you weren't too bad yeah. either. I think you very nearly won badminton. Or if you didn't nearly <laughs> win it, you might have done some swimming Not
0: there. too shabby anyway.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to love cross country. It was uh, the time when the sport was uh, such that if you did a good cross country, you could make up a lot of ground. You know, we had roads and tracks and steeplechase. Actually, uh, uh, it'll date me, but I roughly did my first badminton when there was a phase E. And you probably, you two probably haven't even heard the uh, phase E. No. Don't say I've done it. I'm
1: not that old. I'm, I'm happy to it. I am old enough.
4: My, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, we, uh, uh, I was in a penny club and uh, we had a very competitive penny club, uh, and you might appreciate that because there was um, uh, Jane Holden as Rodham, as she is now, her sister, Jenny, Jenny Larson Clark, as she is now, uh, Mark Phillips uh, and Bridget Parker, who rode in uh, the Munich British team. We were all in the same pony club together and all in one ride virtually together. So um, it was a pretty competitive pony club. And that's where it all started, really.
0: Wow. That's way more competitive than my ride was in a California in Pony Club, I can tell you that much.
4: <laughs> that's, a, that's a fairly formidable lineup in Pony Club, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's it's it, was it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs>
1: well, I'm yeah. sure it has been a lot of fun, both uh, competing and commentating. And uh, it's great to hear that you're still going to be doing some uh, commentary. I think I even interrupted you uh, commentating uh, at, at some events today or something, Mike. You've been out working non-stop? <laughs>
4: Yeah, no, been, we started off at, um, half or seven this morning, uh, at Windsor, Royal Windsor Horse Show. And, um, yeah, we've been chugging away and we'll be for the next four days. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, there's um, still it's plenty.
1: Of... uh it's certainly not a retirement then uh from commentating. It's just a uh, a stepping down from BBC duties. So uh
2: exactly everybody uh, is exactly. certainly
1: going to uh, look forward to continuing to hear your uh, recognizable voice around the equestrian circuit. And uh so it's it's that I'm I'm for one glad that that's still happening. You haven't you haven't completely uh,
4: given up for your for your cattle and your farm. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm old, but I'm not I'm not but I'm not that old yet. There we go. That's what we he like. Still it. he
0: still has a voice offensive. for it. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you very much Mike. It's been a real pleasure to to listen to you for many many years, of course, and um to have you on the Eventing Radio show. I trust this is your first time on our show, so we're really excited to have you on here. And uh, I think you sound a lot better than
4: us, so
0: we're going to have to work
4: harder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. It's a real privilege. Thank you for having me. And um yep, yeah, uh yeah, you know, it, it's going to do uh, eventing a lot of good. So, well, done, you.
0: Thanks for listening to the Eventing Radio Show presented by Eventing Riders Association of North America. You can, of course, learn more about Eventing Riders Association of North America at eraofna.com. You can find the links to today's guests and topics at eventingradio.com. Follow Eventing Radio on Facebook. Just search for the Eventing Radio Show. And, of course, on Twitter at Eventing Radio. Listen to Eventing Radio anytime, anywhere with the free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone and Android. Go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. You can also subscribe via iTunes. Thanks again to our title sponsor, Bit of Britain, and also Purina Mills. I'm Liz Halliday-Sharp, and you can follow me on Facebook, Liz Halliday, on Twitter, at Liz Halliday, on Instagram, Liz Halliday-Sharp, and of course, on our website, hseventing.com.
1: And I've been Tapper's in your ears, and you can follow my progress on the old website, tapnerventing.com, on Twitter at tapnerventing I'm on Facebook, Tapner Eventing Team, and I even do a little bit on Instagram under Tapner Eventing. Thanks for listening.